Stafford up under center, turns, gives to Swift, hesitates, cuts to his right, yes. finds the angle, finds the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift to the house. What's up Lions fans and welcome to the Blue Blood Podcast, this is your host Jonathan alongside your host Colton. Hey guys, how's it going? And today we are going to be previewing the Lions at Vikings matchup. Um, to start off, we are 0-7 in our last seven games at home. So the only wins we get are on the road. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad we're playing on the road at this point, to be honest with you. But what are your thoughts? How do you think we're going to do this game? Um, initial reactions, what do you got for me? So obviously the Lions season is kind of disappointing to this point, especially with last week. Um, but if there's any chance for them to turn it around, it starts to, uh, on Sunday um, in Minnesota. Uh, the Lions haven't beat the Vikings since the beginning of 2017. I think that was that week four game um, where, wow. Dal- where Dalvin Cook actually tore his ACL, I think. I think that was Oh, I remember game. that play, too. Yeah. yeah. He, like, fumbled, and yeah, Glover Quinn punched out the ball from Thielen. Anyway, but, yeah, that was the last time the Lions beat the Vikings. Um... So, yeah, if the Lions are going to turn it around, it starts on Sunday. I completely agree. Um, I mean, offensively-wise, they're ranked 23rd in passing, but they're number six in rushing because of Dalvin Cook. The dude is a freak. So this is going to be a test for our defense because if they're able to run it and run it down our throats, then this is going to be a very, very long day and yeah. they're going to put up 30 at least. So we stop Dalvin Cook, we'll win the football game. We don't stop Dalvin Cook, we might not win the football game. I agree with that 100%. And on the flip side, their defense, they are, what are they, um, 19th in rushing defense, and they're actually 30th in passing. So we can throw the ball on them, and I think that's what we should do. I would and, love to stick to our run game more, but whatever we're doing is not working, so I would rather us just throw the ball. Yeah, I think, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but we feel like the run game has been a little more forced and instead of just kind of like letting it happen, or it feels like Bevel's just forcing the runs on first and second down. Exactly, and that's how I feel. And either get creative or just keep it in Stafford's hands. We can throw it. We're fine. Um, Speaking of Stafford, um, let's oh, jump, yeah. jump over to that point because that came out in between when we recorded and when we released our last podcast, our last episode. Yep. So mm-hmm. Stafford was added to the COVID list that was yesterday at like 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, so that's 3 p.m. Eastern Time, somewhere around there. Um, so you're added to the COVID list. For two reasons. Um, one is you test positive, or two, you come into contact with someone who has tested positive. And from what it sounds like, they can't reveal it because of uh, work health code issues, but yeah. it sounds like it's a um, family friend that he came into contact with on Monday. So he has to quarantine for five days away from the team. I'm assuming away from everyone else at that point as well. Yeah. Um, and so, so he does that for five days. That's the NFL's protocol, and then they're eligible to play. So 
because that happened on Monday and not Tuesday, he's eligible to play. Um, and then Kelly Stafford on her Instagram story confirmed that he did not test positive. She posted, um, I think she was like just talking to the camera, and she's like, yeah, my husband tested positive, and then I guess they all went and got tested as well, and they all got, they their results were negative as well. So, um, still up in the air. He could always get a positive test on tomorrow or Friday or Saturday. Wait, today's Thursday. So he could get a test in between now and the game and not play, but it's sort of trending towards that he'll play. Yeah, and I expect him to play. I think there's probably a 90 on 90, 95% chance he's going to play. If he doesn't, that's a different story. I think we'll know that before game day. I think we'll know that on Saturday, to be honest with you. Yeah. So if that happens, we will release like a 10-minute pod if he does not play um, to cry. talk about that. Yes, pretty much. It's, it's just going to – that'll be rough. Let's not think about that. Uh, good thoughts, good thoughts. But, um, yes, so that was a very big deal. And um, let's just hope that they keep coming back negative because we don't have Stafford. We don't win. Ever actually, so yeah. Yeah. Also, um, he did have a second negative test, so. Yeah, so he just keeps stacking them. We'll be good. Yep. And yeah, it's gonna be a little different because he hasn't practiced at all. But the dude's played forever, so he does not need to practice, in my opinion. He'll be fine. Um. Other than that, this week. Oh my gosh, I do want to talk about this. Our injury report looks horrible. Yeah. So. Oh, let's see. Where do we even start? So banked up. Start with our O-line. So, offensive lines. Um, we got Joe Dahl, who was limited. Oh, I didn't notice that. He was limited on Wednesday, and then he didn't practice. Uh, we're recording this just after Thursday Night Football, so he didn't practice today. Um, Taylor Decker, however, was opposite, where he didn't practice on Wednesday, and he did practice today a little bit. Um, limited, so... Let's see, yep. you got Vitae. And then Vitae is also on yeah. there. Vitae returned. And then, oh, man. Let's see. Um, Jamal Agnew, Tracy Walker, and Kenny Galladay have all not practiced this week. So, I'm assuming all three of those guys will not play. Just and I agree with you. I think Tracy Walker being out is going to be a big thing. Yeah, I do. In my opinion. Like, two. I don't want... Harris to play. I don't think I don't think Harris will play. And actually I haven't even checked this. I should have checked. Um when it comes down to snaps, I'm guessing J Runkers is outplayed. Um Oh no. Curse is definitely outplayed. Um Harris, definitely. Outplayed meaning I'm talking about quantity, not quality. Correct. Well I mean both, but yes, yeah. correct. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's my guess, which I'm okay with. I mean, not okay with. I want Tracy Walker out there, but it is what it is. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying either way because Harmon's going to be the one, and then Curse is going to be starting, and then they're going to be subbing in Harris instead of subbing in Curse. Yeah. So, so we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. So I'm to kind of talk about Kenny Galladay and the impact that's going to have. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. So who are you yeah. expecting to step up? With Galladay out. Well, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, along with Galladay, 
Agnew hasn't practiced at all this week either. Yeah. So not only are we going to be down Galladay, but we're going to be down Agnew too. So that leaves us with Marvin, Danny, Hall, and Cephas. Yeah. Do we not have another wide receiver? I'm assuming they'll call up. Is Victor Bolden on the practice squad, I think, right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming some, someone like him will get called up or something. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, um, Marvin and Danny are, I mean, Marvin and Cephas are going to start, and then Danny's going to yeah. be in the slot. Actually, no, I could probably see both Marvin starting and then Danny in the slot and then working Cephas in. Yeah. Um, let's but see. But I don't know. I think the snap, I mean, impact-wise, I think they're going to go to Marvin more. And then a Danny even a little bit more, too. They might have some design plays with him. But I think they trust Cephas. I do. What do you I, think? I think Stafford has a lot more trust in him than everyone else, to be honest. Um, I just thought of this, that he was one of those guys that worked out with Stafford just after the draft. I think it was yeah, him. Yeah, in the offseason. Yeah, it was him, Cephas, Swift, and Nada, if I remember right. Yeah, Georgia guys. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So... Um, I don't know. I just keep looking back at that week one game um, where we're kind of like, all right, let's see what this Cephas guy's got. And he got 10 targets, which led the team. So I think that'll be interesting and something to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, and I think that he does have some sort of chemistry with them, so I think that'll be good to see. Yeah. Um, He's nowhere near as good as Kenny Galladay, of course, so we're going to miss him. So I'm just, I don't know. I, the way I see it is those targets – should be evenly dispersed, in my opinion, to where Hawk even gets more oh. receptions. Oh, yeah. would be great. I was about to go off on Hawkinson. I got, like, a whole thing on him. Okay, so, TJ so, Hawkinson, um, first two weeks, um, not sure if he led the Lions in targets, but he did leave them. Actually, I guess this doesn't count. But he did have a touchdown in that first game, and he did lead them in receiving yards and receptions. Um, in those first two weeks. So, he's someone that I'm expecting to take a big jump. Um, I think especially after that Falcons game, Stafford trusts him a lot more. Not that he didn't trust him before, but has 100% faith in him. Um, and his numbers didn't even go down that oh. much. Sorry, he what does. was that? Yeah. No, you're right, he does. He has 100% faith in him. Yeah. And, he, like, I was looking through Hawkinson's game logs... And his numbers didn't even go down when Galladay came back, which I thought was interesting. Um, so, like, week three, he still had four catches for 50 yards, which was about where he was. And then week four and six, he was meh. But those weeks, are off, our passing offenses was down in the dumps anyway. Um, but then week seven in Atlanta, he had five catches for 50, or for 59 yards, and then in week eight versus the Colts, seven catches on ten targets for sixty-five. So, I'd expect an even bigger production from him this weekend. Oh yeah, he's gonna be balling, and you know me, I love Hawk. I oh, think yeah. both of us do. He's, I think, no matter what, he's a top ten tight end already. To be quite honest with you, yeah, not not career wise, but I'm talking about this season, and I think next year will be top five. So. I hope he goes off, like, 15 catches, two touchdowns. That'd be great. That's That'd be great. I'd want that. 15 catches um, and two touchdowns, man. That would be, oh, yeah, you that heard would be me. nuts. Dude, that'd be the, great. I'm just trying to think, when's the last time? Actually, it was probably Hawkinson in 2019 in that week one game. 
But before that, when's the last time like a tight end had a game like that? Ooh, I have no idea. It you, wouldn't. Pettigrew has never had the game like that. You know, I think, I, think I, I think I remember, and it didn't sound like it at the time, but it was that 2017 Buccaneers game, I think. And Ebron had like, oh, eight catches for like 110 yards or something. So, did he have two touchdowns? He did not have two touchdowns. See exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see that. I've always been, like, a Gronk fan, and, like, when the Gronk and Hawkinson comparisons came, like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I want that no, so I, bad. I remember that. Hell yeah. Um, okay, flip it. How do you think our defense is going to do in general? I think that they'll be okay. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm not expecting them to limit Dalvin Cook under 50 yards. That's totally unreasonable. Um, it's impossible. Yeah, so my goals, uh, I guess under 100 and not letting up more than one touchdown, like, I don't know, I think in terms of fantasy points, so don't let him have more than 17 fantasy points a game in this game. So <laughs> My men's thinking in fantasy points. Oh, my gosh. This is where we've come to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I think Dalvin Cook's like, oh, top. I don't know, top five running back at least. Yes. And I, agree. I don't know. You can't can't contain him and the thing that I'm worried about. I don't even about, think we'll be able to keep him under seventy five. Oh yeah. I don't I don't either. If we do, I'm like doing backflips. That's like we're gonna be beating the crap out of him if that happens. Yeah. Okay, um I guess pass defense wise, you think we're gonna get any picks? Because right now Kirk Cousins stats are twelve Sorry. Yeah, no, 12 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I think that's right. I don't know, man. I thought I thought we were going to get, like, two or three picks on Rivers, and I ended up being totally wrong. Um, oh. do, you, do you think the Vikings are going to run man-beaters like the Colts did oh, against absolutely. us? absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jefferson's going to kill us. I think he'll kill us more than Thielen, but not, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um... I think the Lions do, like, a decent job at, like, containing a number one wide receiver, but then, like, the number two always comes out of nowhere. Well, and it's just, and that's like, wow, I guess I never thought about that. Yes, that always happens. It's just dumb to me because that's literally all you got to do is run crossers. It kills our defense. We should not have guys running across the field to try and cover a dude. And it's 20-plus yards they're trying to cover ground before the ball's even out. They're not going to tackle him. And if they do tackle him, it's going to be an extra 10 yards down the field. It's an automatic first down, let alone a yeah. big play. So This is dumb. So, oh, and then the other thing, um, I'm assuming Trufant's going to play, because I think he was limited in both, and he was questionable last week. So just guessing that he'll play this week. Um, that would be nice. So that's something, I think. To, <laughs> that's something to keep an eye on, is how they mix all four of those guys with Trufant, Okuda, Amani and Coleman, and yeah, I really want to see a bounce back game from Coleman because last week was kind of a disaster. Too. I mean, how long was he out for though? Oh, seven weeks, six weeks. Four. Jeez, I was gonna say five, but yeah, I guess that's right. Exactly. So he's just—I'm hoping it was just rest. He's a good player. He is a good player. Definitely, he's a good player. So I think he'll be fine. Um, okay, time to talk about our new addition again. I just love talking about him. I love something called the pass rush, so 
Everson Griffin, um, he got interviewed today, so he's in the building. I do not know if all of you guys know about it, but uh, I was just telling Colton because he has not been able to watch it yet. He's been busy, but he did have a press conference, and the man killed it. That is the hypest press conference I've ever seen. Okay, I've seen some better ones, but it's like probably at least top 10, maybe top 5. And he was mad because Mike Zimmer said that he was a good player. And I was like, what What does he mean? I'm like, that's that's a compliment. But the way he said it, he's like, nah, Mike Zimmer was a great coach. He's like, and I was a great player. He's like, I was an all-pro, I was a Pro Bowl. He's like, I was a great player. I wasn't just a good player. So he took offense to that. So the entire press conference, he's like, I'm going to show him what a good player is. I'm going to show him what that means. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just a good player. He said it probably 20 times. It was the funniest shit, but it was also extremely hype. The way he's talking, I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know if he's going to rip Kurt Kesson's head off or Mike Zimmer. But either way, I'm excited to see what he does. So that got me really hype, and it's definitely worth a watch. Just go to YouTube, speed it up. That's what I do. So I don't know. I think he's going to get at least two sacks this weekend. How about you? I'll definitely have to check that out. I did see, like, the quotes and stuff, so I kind of knew what the gist was. And then I saw his tweets. He's hilarious on Twitter, by the way. He's Like, someone's like, Everson Griffin's really butthurt about Zimmer calling him a good player, and he just responds and said, yep. Like, it's so funny. (laughs) I missed that one. Let's see. You, you asked how many sacks I think he's going to get? Yeah. Let's go. Ooh, I'll be... Uh, I can't even name the last Lions player that had three sacks in the game. Let's, let's go with It have, have to be... Two it's trade. Flowers last year. Oh, against the Giants. I think it was against the right. Giants, yeah. All right, I'll yeah. go two and a half. Okay. I'm going to take... I mean, it'll probably be two, but I'm going to take three, because why not? All right. How many, tack, how many tackles total? I'm going to say three sacks... 10 tackles. Yeah, I'd go with about 10. Maybe a mm-hmm. little maybe a little bit more. 11 or 12. Not 13 tackles, 3 sacks. Ooh. There we go. Okay. I'm going to go big or go home, baby. Okay. <laughs> I can uh, just see him being a wrecking ball across from Aquara. Dude, that would be awesome. It would be amazing. One more little piece of information slash news, and then we can jump into some of our players to watch. Um... Yeah. Jalen Elliott was also added to the COVID list. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Has he even... He's been inactive in every game, hasn't he? Correct. I thought so. So, not sure how that really impacts the team going forward, but something to keep an eye on, maybe. Probably not, but yeah. We might try out some safeties, but I mean, yeah. that's probably about it. Yeah, um, he's okay. only on there for 10 days, and he was added today, so be that's activated true. next week. Yeah. So what? Who do you got then? So, um, players to watch. I'm gonna go on offense first. Um, so Pro Football Focus Fantasy Football, their Twitter account, they tweeted out DeAndre Swift's snap rates, and it's kind of getting me hyped on Swift again. Not that I'm not hyped, but like Jacksonville type hyped on Swift. Um, in Week Six, he had a 37%. He saw a third on the yeah. He's on the field 37% of the time, week 7, 44, and week 8, 62. So um, maybe that's just because they're playing from behind or in their, like, their uh That's why base. I think it, that's what I think. I think that's why. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on, though. 62 is a lot. So, especially with the way they were splitting them. So, I think he's he's my first player to keep an eye on on offense. Um. What do you give me a stat line then? Oh, see, I don't 
I like Swift as a running, like an actual running back, but I like him more out of the backfield catching passes. So I think he has a bigger. I'm gonna say he has two receiving touchdowns and no rushing touchdowns. That's my bold take. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. Yeah. We'll see. Who do you got on de- Who do you got on defense? And give me one on defense. So I'm gonna go with Romeo Quara. Um, he's had three sacks in the last two weeks. Um, he's been killing it, and I think we really need him to step up. Not only with Trey Flowers out, but with I know Everson Griffin's like a veteran, but he's still gonna be new to the scheme, and so I'm not sure how much. Still not sure how much playing time he'll get. Hopefully, it's a lot, but. Um, Romeo Quara is my other guy to keep an eye on on defense. Um, yeah, I'd see why. I'm going to – I mean, I'll just roll it into mine then. I'm going to pick Everson Griffin on defense so we can get the bookends. I'm excited to see how that goes. I think they can make a good tandem. And then I think Griffin – and that's the thing too, though, is Griffin can play on the inside too. He can play five tech. Yeah. So, I don't know. We could even see Aquar, Griffin – and flowers on the on the, on the court on the field at the same time, so that'd once, be kind of cool. Once, once flowers, flowers get, gets back, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, offensive guy. I'm gonna go with. Okay, you said Swift, right? Yep. Man, I'm gonna go. Oh, I want to say Hall. I mean, I want to say Cephas, but his is first game back, so I'm gonna go with Hawk. No. I love, I love me some Hawkinson, dude. That's what I'm telling you, bro. I'm, I'm open like 13 catches, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. Easy. I, I would love that. Like, oh, I'm trying to trade for him in fantasy right now, so. I've been starting him for the last, like, four weeks. He's been decent. So. so. Yeah, he's been good for me. I mean, I freaking out Zach Ertz. I'm like, okay, top three tight end, it'll be fine. No. No. Um. Okay, then. Anyways, uh... Predictions. What do you got? What's the score? What do you think? Let's let's. I we're gonna be diverse this week because apparently when we pick the same exact score, doesn't help. We just get completely shit on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. So I kind of pulled this out of nowhere. Not really much thought behind it. I'm going with Lions win twenty four seventeen. Um, I think that's. You think you think it's gonna be that close? Yeah, I think the Vikings are still a really good team. I mean, they just slapped uh, the Packers in Lambeau. Um, and I know you love how much... I, I know you love the don't, Packers, so... Don't. Stop. So I won't, don't don't, I, ever, I won't talk don't ever say that again. Let, let me ever. say this. Let me say this. The Vikings have the ability to beat good teams. They do, but they're not a good team. <laughs> they're, a belo- they're a bad team. They're, they're a bad team that was able to take advantage of an Aaron Jones list Packers that can run the ball. We'll see. We will. We will see. I but okay, twenty four to seventeen? Yeah. I think I think that's a little bit more I hope it's a little bit more dominant that score uh suggests. Maybe like mm-hmm. a late field goal by Minnesota or something. Yeah, I got you. I'm gonna go with um I think it's going to be a lot closer, and I think our offense is going to struggle without Kenny, so I'm going to go 23 to 20. 23 to 20. All right. Yeah. I can, I'm down with that. We kick a last-second field goal to win the game. <laughs> Matt Prater coming clutch. Yes, sir. He always does, so 
yeah, that's going to be my pick. Um, we need to win this game. I, I All of our games are must win. Every game need, you need to win. You need to win in this league. But if we lose this game, we drop to 3-5, and five, and that's not acceptable. It's not because we are going to lose a few more games this season after this game for sure if we lose it. Like, there's no doubt about it. If we lose this game... Yeah, we, I, we get into who we're looking at in the draft. Bad. I'm not trying to do that before. Not that far. Chill out. But, okay. I mean, the next the next three weeks after that, if they're L's, then yes, we can start doing no, that. No, you start crossing your fingers. You're like, all right, just hoping, what year was that, 2015, where they had like a six-game winning streak or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That was, what year was that? I think it was 2015, it. right? It might have been. No, because we didn't make the playoffs in that season. Yeah, we made it in 16, 16 and 14. So I think you might be thinking 14. Because in, in 16 is when we had the eight comeback wins. Yeah, I think you're thinking 14 then. But yeah, no, you're right. I'm looking it up. You uh, might be. We might have missed the playoffs. I don't... Dude, the season's jumbled together after a while. Yeah, I know. But yeah... I, I have to forget them because I have to get ready <laughs> for the next one. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think that... Yeah, we lose this game, things start to turn... If they're not desperate right now... They turn desperate real quick, and I was right. By the way, the Lions were one and seven and finished seven and nine. So they finished eight and two. Oh, I take it back. Okay. Or eight. Right, yeah. No. No, nope, that didn't make sense. Six and two. Six and zero. Oh. Six, six, six. Oh, six and two. So, but yeah, you start to like cross your fingers and pray for um, winning streaks, and that's really not what I'm trying to do. Um. So. Let's not do that. So yeah, let's win. Let's get. Back to five hundred, get to four and four, and then we'll go. We'll go from there. So, yeah. I'm hoping for a win. I just want a good performance. And the thing is, we'll talk about this later because one game at a time. I'm just saying, I don't want us to beat all these bad teams. And then you have our hopes up. You get your hope up. And then I know I'm gonna get right up a little bit too, and I'm gonna be like, okay, maybe we yeah, have a shot. You're saying a little bit. Stomped. You go listen I'll to a little Atlanta bit. podcast, and it's you're like screaming eight and three, bro. I was not. Yeah. I said it was possible, and it was possible. And I then think now you said not. we're going eight and three is what you said. I did. I did not say that. I said we have a chance to or something like that along those lines. It was ifs. There's no. And then there I said, is no guarantee. I said, how about seven and four? You're like, nah, bro, eight and three. So we'll see. I regret my words now. <laughs> if I really did say that, I'm gonna have to go back and listen. Anyways, um. If you don't got anything else, we're going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Oh, um, really the only thing I'm looking for in this game, like bare minimum, is that the offense doesn't hold back the defense, which is something I've never yes. seen from a, a Lions team whatsoever like last week. But the don't offense is the just over. so bad. Like not even turning the ball, I mean that too, but like... Three and outs? Yeah, like going three and out like every time and then... Especially when the defense, like, started off hot. Like, dude, when that Deshaun Hand tackle, like, in the backfield happened, I'm like, oh, we're winning this game, boy. And, like... <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. And, like, offense just killed it. So, that's one thing I'm really... Because that's almost concerning to me from a Stafford-like career perspective. So... What? No, I not con- concerning as in, like, this needs to get fixed like now you know it's just something to keep an eye on that 
I don't know, for me. Because okay. I've never seen that from a Stafford-led offense. It's always the I other way around. I don't think it's, it's not Stafford. It's Bevel. We'll talk about that later if he continues to have another bad performance. So. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. Offense don't hold the defense back. Defense, stop him. So, all right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. You got anything else? Are you good? I think I'm good, and I want Kirk right. Cousins to throw a lot of picks. I that think does he'll make throw me two. happy. I think he'll. I think he'll throw two. To be uh, quite honest, I'm what do you think? With that. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Give Okuda's first pick six. What's? Oh what's, my gosh. Oh, yeah, you'd be so happy, and then you'd be like eight and three. Bro, I thought he was gonna do it when he intercepted yeah. the first one. I was like, bro, he's still going. He's still going. He's still going. I was like, damn it. I was so hyped. I, that, I, I haven't been that happy in a while. What about when Hawkinson caught it? Okay. When Hawkinson caught it, I was probably a little bit more hype. I didn't get back. I get your point, but, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all right. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, good pick six. Anyways, thank you guys very much for joining us on episode 16 of the Blue Blood podcast. Um, we are hoping for a dub this weekend. We really need it. So thank you all very much. Peace out. Peace out. Go Lions. Yeah.